Hey, I'm Serge. And I'm Peter. And you're listening to Future Break. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break podcast, part of the Podglomerate Network. And this is the podcast where we talk about emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. And today, we're talking about North Korea nukes and EMPs, everyone. That's right. I'm pounding my fist to make the point. <laughs> this is our Halloween episode here, right, Peter? This is the Halloween episode. <laughs> so we're going to get pretty dark here. Yeah. I guess it will get maybe a little bit dark. Um, yeah. Yeah. At least, it, yeah. It's it's important for us to talk about potential here. Yeah. So. You know, it's funny. Um, I'm from the old country, as you know. Yes. The... Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you about my first Halloween quick before we start. We, you know, you come and and uh, <laughs> you see all these kids and adults just literally running around uh, at night wearing costumes. And we're like, what is going on here, you guys? <laughs> America, what are you doing? So what we did <laughs> our first Halloween is we... Naturally turned off all the lights in the house, and we burnt a candle and hid in the basement. Really? Yeah. Anti? <laughs> well, it was an anti. It was just like <laughs> culture shock. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, you know. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little different than mine. My first one was, I just remember being extremely young, holding a bowl of candy while kids came up to the door and handing it out. There that's, you go. That's where it's a little, little safer, isn't it? A little safer. A little safer. Yeah. Well, great episode today. We're excited about it. Yes. Um, I know you got a lot to share. <laughs> I do. I'm excited for this one. I'm, I feel like I'm getting in my element here on this one. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Well, there's been some stuff that's been going on, though. There sure, surely has. And here, let's talk about the future newsflash. All right. So we'll kick it off with 12 major cities are looking to buy electric only buses starting at starting in 2025. It's a big deal. Only electric buses. Only electric buses. Man. So you've got cities like London, Paris, LA, Barcelona, Vancouver, Mexico City, Seattle. I mean, all over the all over the world actually looking to buy these these fleets of electric buses. Hopefully that'll help in a lot of ways. Hopefully we don't have uh, any battery blow-ups there. <laughs> you know I'm a fan, Peter. I know. I know. All right. Wanted to highlight this just because I feel like we've just reached a new level in, well, it's consumerism, but in the product world. Um, Unbox Therapy on YouTube released a video called Unboxing the Mind-Bending Wallpaper TV from LG. And quite frankly... I am in shock. Um, I, I've watched this I don't know how many times now just because my mind is unbelievable. It's just crazy to me. The The TV is thinner than your pen. It is definitely thinner than your pen. On top of that, instead of it like having to be hung on the wall with either a nasty mount or anything like that, it just simply snaps into the place with magnets. Seriously? Wow. Okay. I, I like. I, said, I feel like we've. I feel like we reached a whole new level with this thing. At least it's the start of. A, and I'm not really a TV guy. I'm just saying it's just. <laughs> it's just really crazy yeah. to me. So, anyways, cool. 
go shout that out. Looking looking forward to more of those things, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, a lot of you guys probably heard about this one. It uh, was a serious flaw in the uh, WPA standards, which is what what's used for Wi-Fi. Um, that actually allowed traffic to be open to eavesdropping. So. Um, again, just a huge, huge news story that broke um, last week. A lot of things are being patched already. So if you have, hmm. you know, uh, a software update, go ahead and do that as soon as possible because you definitely don't want your, your Wi-Fi to be intercepted, your traffic. Yes. Well, Saudi Arabia is announcing... Plan to build a five hundred billion dollar mega city on the Red Sea. <laughs> do they any? Do they do anything? And I'll just, I'll just small say, we're just going to leave it at that. We're just going to leave it at that. I don't, there's not much more. To, I mean, that's just. I, I just say let your mind wander with that. Just yeah. Just let it go. Just well. That's. We'll, I mean, that's just man. It's going to be right uh, on the Red Sea, kind of right by Egypt and Israel and Jordan. So <laughs> it's going to be some. Competition for tourist money right there, right? I guess so. Cool. All well, right. Let's feature newsflash for you guys. <sighs> yes, 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 yes. North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. North Korea. Yeah. Is, it's like a time capsule. Oh, um, my word. I've, I've, uh, I've been looking at a lot of video a lot of like documentaries, read some books about North Korea. Um, it reminds me a lot of the Soviet Union, but in an obviously more cruel, yeah, cruel way. But the ideology, the way things are done, the way people behave is a lot like the Soviet Union. And so, um, and you, and you have a better understanding of that than I do. Well, that's what they say. Just <laughs> FYI, everyone. I feel like we just need to come out here. Serge was born in the Ukraine in in, in the eighties. Yep. yep. So, um, anyways. Yep. Oh well, here's the thing. This is set, trying to set the stage here that uh, um, <sighs> we live in such an optimized world. I'll let, let just put this in perspective. We use phones. Quite frankly, right now, if I want something to eat, I can go into my pantry. I certainly could do that, but I literally have to just drive down the road and order food from any place. We also have the ability in my in my area right here, and you know, Serge can relate with this. There is literally a uh, like a food uh, grocery store with within blocks, yeah, in some capacity. And and this isn't to say that like you know living in the country would be a little bit different. I'm just saying like there's there's some level <clears throat> of just optimization that we have done as um, a society here that is unbelievable. And the reason why I want to bring that up is because in in such a highly optimized world and in such a world where we have like we we can get information immediately, things like this. We've gotten so accustomed that when we need something or want something, the time frame for that to actually come into our lives is incredibly fast. So, um, Serge was talking about North Korea and like kind of the isolationism and everything yeah. like that. All right. So, obviously, we have 
really, I guess, great technology. But there's this thing in history where they talk about something called, well, I'm going to label this. I feel like our, our uh, a guy we look up to, Dan Carlin from Hardcore History, kind of talks about as the slipper syndrome, which is this concept of like Genghis Khan, who they used to live in the steppe of Russia in just horrible conditions. They used to say they would make clothes strewn together from field mice. I mean, that's just... I mean, take... <laughs> that's, that's a lot of field mice. That's a lot of field mice. <laughs> take that, imagine, and then, like, uh, now you're the ruling the, 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 wor- the world, practically, at that time that was known to them. And you have, you know, everything that you could ever want. And some people say that's the, you know, sometimes the point where you get too comfortable and you can't... Mm. And uh, in, in a way you can't take a punch like you used to because you don't know the what it was like before that. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That so that's trying to set the stage of we are so optimized and everything like that that it, even I can't really remember what the 80s were. I mean, my first memory, we were talking about Halloween. My first memory was handing out candy to kids <laughs> at yeah. Halloween. You know, I mean, like, anyways, I'm just trying to say we we have it really good. We do. So, obviously, we've always talked about the thought potential. Like, you know, we've always kind of lived around with a loaded cocked gun with these nuclear weapons and things mm-hmm. like that. And there's something to be said about that. But just even on a scale of just trying to understand how something like a country like North Korea or even us, we've even talked about this maybe, like a country like Cuba... It's not that they could necessarily come take us out or anything like that, but just even on the small level they are, what could be the impact of something that they would potentially launch at us? Yeah, that's that's a very interesting <laughs> that's a very interesting thought. This episode is brought to you by TakeCareOf.com. Vitamins and supplements are one of the best basic ways to ensure you're meeting your body's nutritional needs. But it can be so hard to figure out which ones to take, especially in the drugstore when no one is there to help you out. And that's why Careof is a new kind of vitamin company. On their site, they'll ask you questions about your diet, health goals, and recommend the best supplements for you. It's a really easy process that just takes a few minutes. Once you've signed up, you'll start receiving monthly shipments of vitamins. Your supplements come in personalized daily packs, which will be so convenient for your life. So go ahead and use offer code FUTURE to get 50% off your first month of Care-of. Go to TakeCareOf.com and use offer code FUTURE. So there's this article um, from the Huffington Post that talks about... um, Understanding North Korea's EMP threat. Now, I found this fascinating because I, I mean, we've I've talked thought about nuclear weapons, but like just the concept of an EMP, what in the world that would do? <laughs> yeah. This last week, we had our electrical service being worked on in the backyard. We lost power to the house. Sure. Right. We've all had probably had a moment where we lost power. Mm-hmm. It was just a reminder of when that happened of a time where I lived in the the Twin Cities 
and the storm was so fierce that I think we lost power for three days. And that was when I started to realize, like, wow, you could go from a house that was, I mean, like we normally would expect it, to actually, in a matter of three days, kind of getting a little bit, quote-unquote, ripe, you know. I just... (laughs) Um, especially with sexually with six bachelor guys, but anyways, oh, I mean that. But but I mean, so think about a situation where like it knocks out the electrical grid on a mass scale. When the when the when the power came off, it was like I wanted to reach my wife, and I realized I had my phone. I could do that. Yeah, but take that away, you can't talk to anyone. That's true. Okay, so your level of communication goes down immediately. Mm-hmm. You might be able to walk to the store for a little while, but even they can't. <clears throat> Perishable food will start. Will, yeah. will go fast. Disintegrating, yep. Will disintegrate fast. And if you've knocked about everything, you you have to, you you're living in this imaginary concept where everything will still somehow like come together, and you know I. I just feel like it's a little, maybe a little bit too hopeful. So let's let's back up here. What what exactly is an EMP? Peter? Okay, that's a fair elect, question. Elect, uh, <laughs> electric magic magnetic pulse. Yeah, electromagnetic pulse. And so, from what from what I understand, yes, um, basically what this is is it would be a. It wouldn't be a detonation of like a bomb in the traditional sense, but it would be like basically we're going to um, override the electricity or override, put so much pulses into the electric grid or into whatever event that it actually overheats and over... um, It actually will shut things off and shut things down. Anything that's uh, electrically, you know, communicate or connected rather. Um, And like, it'll cause blackouts. It'll cause, I mean, yeah, (laughs) many different, but like uh, on a mass scale. Yeah. So like perfect example, movie oceans 11. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. They used an EMP to, um, to take that, they 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 got it to Vegas. Now I, again, this is this is movie movie uh, fantasy stuff. Hollywood fantasy, but you know, yeah, I it's it's uh, it's possible we have that and more capability now. But they they turned it on and essentially for like thirty seconds it shut off all the power in Vegas. Like that was kind of the 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 story behind the movie. You could watch that on your own time but what this would do is potentially take us back to <laughs> the stone age um if this was done on a mass scale like if like like we were talking about right like it would just every every modern comfort every um communication device that we have would just stop working even cell phones you know, it would knock out the cell phone towers. You couldn't even text or call. Right. Yeah. So it's even worse than like a power outage because with power outage, you know, you have a lot of places that have generators and, and all this stuff. But this would essentially fry like 
all the electric items, I guess. And maybe we haven't really hit on this really good enough. Transportation mm. mm-hmm. would be knocked knocked out. Like there's there's people who you know are very end of day uh, conceptors, and so they have these cars that will work even after an EMP pulse. Yeah, but um, I always I was talking to somebody about this, and uh, I said, "Yeah, you might be able to have a car, but what you don't realize is when that thing goes off, every car stops." So the roads are already full of cars anyways. And now you got to like move around them. Yeah. Like you you will have things just completely blocked. Or imagine the train, they get stuck in a tunnel. I mean, like just weird stuff like that. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. So... uh, (laughs) There's... Yeah, there's... Okay. Why are we talking about EMPs in North Korea? Well, because it it's a potential. Yeah. There's a And even let's see if it doesn't hit us. It's could happen to another country. Yeah. So we know North Korea is you know, they're building nukes, right? We we know right. that. We've we've seen proof, we've seen the the tests that um they've been that be sending they've been sending out. It's kind of scary, dude. Like they're f- they're flying these rockets, these ICBMs over Japan. Yeah, <laughs> like it's literally flying over your head of Japan. Um, so, I mean, these guys are very serious about building, and 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 who knows? Like, is this a show of strength only? Is this right. is this really? You know, will it come down to nuclear war? Which which is also possible, but. Um, they are also developing uh EMPs which again i think what what we're what we're kind of getting to is that might be even more destructive in the long term than a nuke because you've got an EMP that'll take you down the road basically right back to you know you have all this useless tech now you have this useless junk everywhere you right. have to navigate around it you have to um I mean, it just, it really makes you think a little bit, doesn't it? It does. Where you've got your <laughs> your life. You, I mean, you rethink about it, everything. Okay, well, I can't take the car because the computer in the car is fried. Okay? I don't have lights. Can't walk to the store to buy candles because I don't have any candles. It's like everything has to be, You you almost have to forget everything you knew. And relearn how to, um, how to navigate it around life. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Makes I, well, I think to myself, how many people feel like they're addicted to social oh, media? Yeah. Right. They're checking yeah. their phones every hour, every ten minutes, even. That's gone. Yeah. I mean that. that yeah. I mean everything that we have in this studio right now would uh, now would never work. I mean, just weird. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, your way of life would would change significantly, um, and and you know you talked about you know EMP versus nuclear. I mean, there's even the concept of the nuclear or the EMP going off before the nuclear bomb hits. That's true. Yeah, there's actually um, totally unprepared. Yeah, there uh, a nuclear. It's called a, an EMP. It's a nuclear electromagnetic pulse. 
it, and basically it's the abrupt pulse of electromagnetic radiation resulting from a nuclear explosion. So with a nuke, you, you kind of get both actually. So you get this abrupt pulse and then you get all the, the damage with the nukes and fallout and radiation and all that stuff. Um, there are there are actually another there's another type of weapon called a high altitude electronic electromagnetic pulse um and basically what that is is um it's it's a warhead designed to be detonated far above the earth's surface and when that detonates uh the explosion actually releases a blast of gamma rays so again <laughs> oh just r- blasting you with all kinds of things um into the stratosphere which uh, which what what it does is ionizes the stratosphere, which interferes with, um, you know, all the electronic, the communication. Basically, it's that that's a really, it's a really catastrophic, um, and a very strong EMP. That that that's kind of what we're talking about. Is it can be weaponized, and what it <laughs> what will it do if it weaponizes if it's weaponized? And let's say it's used against the U.S. You know, they don't have to nuke us. They can just send out an EMP. And, and what does that do? Well, just even on the West Coast, I think to myself, the LA grid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Millions of people. Just yeah. in a pocket. Um, like I said, not even nuking, just taking out the electric. What um, What does that do? Um, so the the concept is, well you know, is there anything that could be done? Um, and this article, once again, from Huffington Post, does talk about some different concepts of, you know, caught unprepared, it may be possible to cut off major sections of the U.S. mainland from electrical service. So, hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm only laughing because I just like, said a moment like this where you're like, I hope that guy in, you know, the New York City blackouts, the guy who drops the wrench in the wrong time, <laughs> you know, it's like... Yeah. I hope he does then, you know, type yeah. thing. Like he just, because I, I don't know. Is this, I don't, this is one thing I don't understand completely. Some things will get fried, they say, no matter what. Yeah. But like, if you knock out the power, the damage will not be as severe. Is, yeah. that, is it just because of the, how that, I, this well, is where the science in me can't quite understand how it all comes together. But it does sound like if you knock off the grid, so if you yeah. shut down the eastern seaboard before it hits, you know, you can turn it back on, even though some things will not work anyways, obviously. You can at least start the process of coming back. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I'm looking at another article here, um, and it's it's kind of sinister. <laughs> North Korea attack could kill 90% of Americans. Um, and this article really talks about that EMP. And uh, it's, it's, actually, it's actually kind of interesting. So... Um, the U.S. can sustain a population of 320 million um, only because of modern technology. I would totally agree with that. Yeah, well, t- the food supply, right. just even of itself. Yeah. Uh, an EMP that blacks out the electric grid would decimate the critical infrastructure needed to support such a large population. So what they're saying here is not not even from the, like, the dam- like people wouldn't get, not from the damage of it per se, but from the effects of the infrastructure damage that we would get, not like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No one's going to get blown up, but 
the infrastructure damage would lead to many, many terrible things happening. Um, you know, they, they estimated in this report that uh, the grocery store food supply chain would basically deteriorate within three days. Yeah, think about it. You don't have trucks anymore coming in. Right. You don't have anyone to... Because they don't work pick, anymore either, actually. To pick strawberries and, you know, <laughs> package things up. And, um, you know, you can't refine oil. You can't do basically anything that we imagine with today's technology in our in our world. Um, it's kind of a scary thought. It's a... It's a, it's something that needs to be. Well, let me ask you what What do you think? Okay, we know the threat. Yep. We know that they're building these weapons. Um, I don't know. We know. I don't know if we know exactly the specific details of the weapon. What's the right What's the right approach? How do we disarm them or? Is it is it diplomacy? Is it well? I mean, you know, we're we're kind of going in a different direction. We're going in a different direction. Totally do, but this is you know this is still involving some tech, and then and then I have another question after that is it's how do we let's say something like this does happen? How do we how do we live in the future? But let's let's talk about the first one. What? How do we how do we stop this? Or what do we? I I mean. It, it's one of those, hi oh man, it's one of those concepts where going back to the slipper syndrome that I mm-hmm. talked about earlier, the thing is, is you have to realize is let's say another country not as optimized as our own would have this happen to them, they would be able to move on a little bit faster than we would. Okay, what do you mean by that? Because they don't have as many as much optimization as we do. Okay, does that make sense? So you're saying their infrastructure potentially is not as developed. It's as an ours. interesting theory, mm-hmm. but it's it's since it's not as developed as us, they're already used to things that we don't. You know, that are more like okay, we got to figure out. We got to figure out how to forge food, you know, stuff like, I mean, just be honest, like, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Like, how Imagine do we... doing that in New York City. <laughs> yeah. It's just Central Park would be just totally destroyed because. In a know. day, in an hour. Yeah. I mean, it just, um, it's a very, uh, man, I feel a little bit morbid now, actually, as we're going into this. <laughs> I was excited. Hey, now I Peter. feel. Hey, Peter. This <laughs> yeah. is a great idea, Peter. This, oh. is, this is a great idea. Let's talk about <sighs> nukes. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the, the concept either way, though, is if you know, even if you know it ha- when it happens, the, the thing that keeps the, this from not happening, t- typically at least, is the concept that even if something was to happen, Retaliation from a country is inevitable. You can't; it can't be delivered fast enough that retaliation would not be. Yeah, yeah. So, what you're saying is we would react so swiftly that um, that would we would destroy the the, the ability for them to 
strike again or something like that. Right. It's the concept of, as some historians have started to call this time area, the long peace. Because technology and weapons have gotten so advanced that it doesn't matter if you launch, at least with between the great powers, that is. Um, yeah. What I'm, what, of course, what we're talking about, though, is a country that does not have necessarily the same great powers as another, you know, like a China or Russia or some other country like that. Like, we're talking about a smaller country. And I think it should also be pointed out that this technology we're talking about isn't, this is, in a way, this is outdated technology, like an EMP. Mm-hmm. It's been around a while. Mm-hmm. Yep, it has. It's silly to think that, like, you can keep somebody from ever having it. Yeah. So, I, honestly, it's... Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a little, this is definitely a little morbid, but I think it's I think it's healthy to think about this stuff because we can't go on pretending that you know everything's always going to be okay, um, you know, and it's it right. It's we had we had a cold war already, right? We had this yeah. kind of this this cloud hang over the world for you know, 60 plus years that was basically two superpowers. They have their finger on the button and it's like a game of chicken. It's like, who's going to press the button? I know that we've came very close to, to actually, there was, there was one where this, the submarine, have you heard of the story? The command came from Moscow to launch an attack on the U S and um, there was three, I'm trying to remember if I get the story correct. There was three officers that had to sign off on the attack. Two of them signed off. The other one, basically, I think he was in the higher command, overwrote them and disobeyed orders. But that guy saved the world. They would have launched a nuke wow. at the U.S. from a submarine. And so that's like that's how close we've been to nuclear war. So, and well, going back to that, even if you launch it, though, retaliation is inevitable. Oh, totally. Yeah, because we, the the I mean, that's one of the things that Reagan said. He's like, this is that's one thing he always says. Like, it's crazy the amount of decision time you have to make to do something. Yeah, it's like you have like, six minutes you have from six a minutes. submarine to hit the mainland. Um, to decide what to do. And that's why they have drills with the footballs, they call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, following the president so that he can enact yes. something immediately. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we we actually, we both listened to the episode um, uh, from Dan Carlin again. Uh, amazing episode. If you want to know the backstory oh, of the nuclear kind of uh, armament of the world and how that all played out and how close... I mean, we, we did get really close in many f- times. In the 50s, I want to say. In the 50s, Cuban in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a disaster, too. That was a too. very close. That was very close. Definitely check out the, the episode um, from Dan Carlin, but we... Um, I think it's called uh, The Road to Armageddon, I think, right? No, uh, uh, Blitz, Destroy Our oh, Worlds. Yeah, they're... Sorry. Blitz, Destroy Our Worlds. Um, but... You know, is this kind of a world that we want? Is this the kind of world we want to live in? 
where we have all this. Now, part of his point is, okay, we have this knowledge. We can't really go back. We can't go back. Really. We can't say that, okay, we don't know how to do this. We can't forget it, really. Right. Because we're we're using this for, for many good things, too. We're using nuclear power for, uh, you know, for energy, right? Yeah, some we're pe- using some it people for... would be like, oh, "That's a really good thing." But yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. I mean, uh, but like, what we, I'm saying is, we do get that the grid is powered partly from nuclear yeah. energy. So, and yeah. we can debate that all all day, but yeah. it's it's actually providing basically clean energy. Um, we also use it. I mean, we don't think about this much, but we use nuclear power in medicine as well. Yeah, in a lot of places, you know, um, <laughs> it's not. You know, it's it's a lot smaller scale, obviously, but we're using the properties that we've, the things that we've learned from nuclear power, we're using that. And so now, again, we've got this crazy, what did Trump call him, rocket man? <laughs> Little rocket man. We got this this dictator that wants to essentially wipe out the world. And, and right. let's let's kind of go to my second question. Let's say... Let's say something like that happened. Happens. Let's, let's say How we you, get what's, hit. What's the future? We get hit once. We retaliate. <laughs> the, you know, the North Korea is basically no more. Yes, that is right? very true. Yeah, that's probably that's, what, that is the scenario people play. That North Korea is no more. No more. Uh, the question I have is: Okay, who then retaliates on their behalf against us? I don't know that there would be. Okay. All right. Well. Okay, I, let's, may, let's take I that scenario. Be, let's, that's, okay, that's very, I never thought about that. Do the do the Cubans or the the, the Russians? I tell you, I don't know about that. Um, okay, let's say let's say a good chunk of the Midwest, or let's say like North Carolina, South Carolina, get knocked out. Sorry, listeners, if you're from there. Let's just say, like, the, I mean, that's a natural place for... I think, well, the, obviously, depending on what it is, it might be more than that, but yeah. 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 How do we rebuild? What, like... Well, they... You know what I mean? That is the concept of the fact that um, you can't, uh, like, they. I mean, the, the concept is the U.S. would never be the same again. Yeah. Um, I will say this, though. And I may be wrong because I know it would it could go the other direction too. But in the United States, and I'm, if you're listening from another country, maybe you can relate with this as well. For whatever reason, though, when things go bad, at least recently, we've had several hurricanes now mm-hmm. this year alone. Yeah. Massive flooding. Just you know, conditions that have people have died from. And quite frankly, power has been taken out. Yeah. For that like, matter as well. Like Puerto Rico is still struggling to get power back up. That's a great yeah, that's a great point. And that's it's been what it, a, a and month it's, already? It's, it's a not a good situation. And obviously there's we're using technology right now to deliver aid and all sorts of so I have to put that in perspective. But at least mm, I feel like in the short term May, like, at least there is some level of humanity still here that when bad things happen, the concept of differences disappears rapidly. True. Like, yep, when that's it's very true. Um, 
yeah, uh, you know, it's not quite, uh, hor- you know, like bad situation or like I, you know, at least immediately of like, what am I going to eat? We probably could live off of food for a while. Like we, mm-hmm. we do have like cans and all. I mean, mm-hmm. we, but like to a certain level, I feel like there would be a level of coming together for at least for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And and honestly, that momentum might actually potentially turn the tide. Hopefully, I, I that's that is my hope. If I have any hope in the situation like that, that is that is my that is my hope. So yeah, you know, another kind of so side side. I don't want to call it benefit, but kind of a side uh, activity that that could happen, like. Like even it's happening right now in in Puerto Rico. It's a great example. Their their electrical grid system was totally messed up before the hurricane hit. Now it hit. Now they actually get a chance to rebuild it the proper way. Uh. And so what you know, if if this were to happen, this attack, whether it's an EMP or a nuke, um, you know what what do we rebuild? Do we rebuild based on what we know? Like, do we, you know, again, well, put put power lines in this in the same way we do now, or do we do something different to try to mitigate? Or you right. know what I mean? Well, I think you actually bring up a good point. D- depending on how how big a scale it ends up being, I think we might be surprised how fast things. I I could be wrong, but just because of theoretically partnerships or agreements that have been made in the past between other countries like aid and stuff would happen rather quickly actually yeah yeah but that's assuming that this doesn't involve the whole world in some capacity um like if it gets out of hand if that makes sense right yeah so that i have to put that in perspective um i also there's a part of me that thinks if we if you hold out just long enough, a little bit longer here, in technology, mm-hmm. we are close. Wireless power. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can knock it out, man. Yeah, but all you need now is to get somebody up there to throw up a couple. Yeah, like place it strategically, and you've got now power across the grid again, wirelessly. You know what's funny, Peter? And I just and I I thought about that as we're talking. I'm like, oh my word, that you can take a punch. Mm-hmm. So that changes the game a little bit more. It's funny that Nikola Tesla, another guy I, I admire for, <laughs> for a lot of his brilliance, back in the 1800s, early 1900s, he literally came up with a way to harness wireless power. He, <laughs> so, so this is, this is how, Tesla. Oh, we can do a whole episode or two on Tesla himself, but um, the short story is he created this. Um, he created this like device, and it was meant to be almost like a like a water tower kind of a deal, right? So like it's it's this storage thing. It looks very, you know, kind of uh, dystopian in some ways. It, it's got all these. It's a big ball of metal i guess and then from there it's got all these things uh that are supposed to come out of it and he was going to build one here in new york he actually they actually got the building built but didn't get everything finished and then do another one somewhere like in paris or or somewhere in 
in Europe. Okay. And essentially, they would be able to pull down power from the air because there's a lot of electricity. There's a lot. I mean, I don't know that all they understand the, the technical stuff, but there's a lot of that stuff in the atmosphere. What? And you can pull it down and you could just start using it for free. Yes. And that that this is probably what led to the demise of it is when you tell a capitalist society that's especially back in those days where, you know, everyone was trying to make a buck, um, hey, I wanna do this for free, that got a lot of people very not happy. And so I, I don't know though. If you have free if you have free in the capitalist society, if you have free why like it could change things pretty quickly. Yeah, what what I mean is um, the people that were against him were the people that were his competitors. Yeah. The ones that absolutely. didn't have this brilliant idea yeah. and, and couldn't make this thing work, but but he couldn't. So um, that's, yeah, that, that, that changes it a little bit too, you know? Like, you know, all of a sudden we, let's say we figure out his breakthrough, whatever it was. Yeah. And by the way, the government actually seized a lot of his patents and they've locked a lot of the stuff up about him because he well and that's the other thing we're assuming that the government hasn't thought about this yeah 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 they probably they they probably have and so who knows if it's you know what what stage it's at even if it's being worked on yeah like that would be interesting to know but um i think that changes the conversation too is if and let's okay Let's pull back even further. Let's say it's not even a nuclear attack, but it's a just a catastrophic, like, something that just just destroys a country, you know? Yeah. If we have that kind of a power supply, it would take, you know, you would think it would take a lot less time to get things back up and running if we had wireless power, if we had wireless, like, energy right. that we could pull from. Um, <laughs> you know, that would, that would make, this is support that would make uh recovery. That would make a lot of things just a whole heck of a lot easier. You just throw up the towers, stream the, yeah. stream the electricity and yeah. bring in the old, <laughs> bring in the old Samsung phones that people don't want to use anymore. And you'd have people like, oh, communicating again. And yeah. like, you know, there might be something to that. Yeah. I... Anyway, it would still be horrific, though. That's that's the problem yeah, of it all. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that there would be some really bad things that would happen because of something like that. So, okay, one one last thing yes. I wanted to say. Um, <clears throat> this whole conversation, kind of, you know, talking about well, we were like your 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 thing about the um, the slipper syndrome, where we're so comfortable that we would basically not know what to do if right if something catastrophic happened reminded me of a of a story that i read in on reddit actually um so there was this (laughs) this is fascinating there was this hypothetical question that was posed on reddit a while ago um basically the question was could a small group of heavily armed modern day marines take down the roman empire at its height and I think, and that's that was kind of where I, my mind went to right away when you when we started talking about this, is we've got this modern comfort, you know, with all these developed tools. But if something were to knock us out, we would basically be 
in the time of the Roman Empire, right? Yeah. And it's an interesting question to um to to think about is how does that change warfare? How does that change you know like like this 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 question about the the Roman Empire thing. And I was just thinking about it. I was like, well, well, of course. Of course our Marines can can take down the Roman Empire, you know? But when you think about it, you know, let, let's say let's say they were transported back to that time. Yeah. Some way or another. I mean, again, hypothetical, Hypothet- but... Hypothetically. Okay. What are we using? We are running on... We're, we have bullets, right? We have these machine guns. We have all kinds of uh, communication, GPS, gasoline. None of that stuff would work. Once you run out of it, once you run out of gas, there's no refinery in the Roman Empire. Right. Once you run out of bullets, I mean, there's no way to quickly make them. And, and you know, it's like... It's it's an interesting concept. It totally is. And that's why my mind went there right away. I was like, well, it, wouldn't that be kind of similar? Like, if, if, if something happened so terrible that it knocked out our our modern capabilities, wouldn't we have to kind of resort back to the the Roman legion? <laughs> I mean, maybe not. Maybe maybe we you know we would improvise on that. But then you've got you know you've got hand to hand combat that you have to now focus more on. Right. Yep. So I don't know. Just a interesting side note for well, me. I also think it always depends on the scale. Like I said, more as we talked about this, I realize is the is it a uh, um is it an issue of how many countries got pulled into it or something like that? Yeah, that, that ultimately might determine something. Um, I would also say. Uh, just be, by the nature of of uh, kind of our way of life here in the U.S., I've actually wondered like you could you could this concept even of like if you put everybody at zero mm-hmm. and they all got the same amount of money and all sorts of stuff like mm-hmm. that. The question is, how long would it take before it went back to the way it was? And I actually think there's a lot to that. And maybe that's another for another Ooh, episode. That's a good episode right there. I honestly think that there's something there's a lot of truth to that that is very very hard to uh to to ignore. Mm-hmm. Um in other words, you can't keep in some capacity something down. Like or you can you can set the thing back to zero, but depending on people's mentality and everything like that, you know, what, what happens in the end? I just, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Anyways, another episode <laughs> down the, down the road. Yeah. Um, we yeah. actually do want to talk about that a bit more. I know we kind of hinted at that. Yeah. Yeah, so. totally. That, that'd be a, a good, good thing to talk about. So anyway, so for what it is right now, this isn't to, we don't want you to live in fear or anything like that. Quite frankly, we just, trying to think about this um and and to i don't know i i think i think there is this concept of as things continue to progress outside of 
outside of an all-out, like, just nuclear-like bombardment that takes out everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like an EMP pulse or even, like, just a, quite frankly, a horrible natural disaster of a scale that we've not seen before. Right. Like, um, the ability to to come back from that is a is a bigger question, I think, that obviously involves technology. It obviously also involves human behavior. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's a part of me that hopes we will never have to actually have data on that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a part, excuse me, I won't want to have data on it. There's not a part of me. I don't want to have data on that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. So, but... Well, let's let's kind of wrap up. Let's, with, let's, let's it's uh, it's been a it's been an interesting, interesting yeah episode. Well, you know, and and again, this is just I think like Peter said, like we don't want to scare you, but this is just good stuff to 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 actually think about events. You know, every once in a while, right. like, Hey, you know, we kind of have it good. We do have it good. You know, we, we and that's not a bad thing, by the yeah. way. Yeah, and and obviously things are improving all the time, and that's that's the progress of humanity, which we love that. Like, that's just, you know, going to the dentist even 10 years ago was not the same as it is now. Correct. You know, imagine a hundred years ago what a, what that was. So always moving forward, which is always good. That's kind of what we like to look at is, is the future and, yes. and, and all that stuff. So, but uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for checking out uh, our episode and thanks for checking out future break. Um, you can find us on futurebreak.net. Uh, we're also on Twitter at futurebreakpod, P-O-D. Where else can you find us, Peter? Yes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or the podcast player of your choice, including Spotify and other little ones like TuneIn, fun things like that. Yeah. So, and if you'd like to reach out to us or get more information about Future Break, from sends from us down the road you can go to the website futurebreak.net and sign up for the email yep and finally just you know we are part of the podglomerate we love talking about that because you know there's a lot of great things that come out of when when creatives get together and they they do some awesome things so we are looking forward to um, the rest of this year panning out and then even for next year like there's there's a lot of cool things moving that that we are really psyched to be part of so um, check out thepodglomerate.com for your next favorite episode and for your next favorite podcast yep all right everybody take care we're in the home stretch right now for one year yep of future break have a magical day